हरे कृष्णा सो वेलकम टू द आई थिंक एट और नाइन्थ एपिसोड मे बी एट एपिसोड आई थिंक शिक्षाष्टक पार्ट टू सो यस्टरे वी हैव स्टडीड फर्स्ट एंड सेकेंड वर्सेस ऑफ द शिक्षाष्टकम सो टुडे ऑनवर्ड्स टुडे वी विल स्टडी फ्रॉम द थर्ड वर्स ऑनवर्ड्स सो फर्स्ट वी विल ऑफर आवर ओबेसेंसेस टू शिल प्रभुपाद चैतन्य महाप्रभु एंड कृष्णा एंड देन वी विल बिगिन ज्ञानतिमीराध से ज्ञानाजनशलाकया चक्षुन्मील तस्म श्रीगुरव नम नम ओं विष्णुपादा कृष्ण प्रेष्ठा भूतले श्रीमते भक्तिदस्वामीनामिने नमस्ते सारस्वते देवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेषून्यवादी पाश्चातेशिणे जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु निनंदीअदाधर श्रीवासादिगौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा कृष्ण कृष्णा हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे so thank you very much for joining for the second session of the shikshashtaka so as i've said uh, we have studied two verses yesterday so today we will study from the third verse onwards of course each of these verses we can expand a lot but our um, goal here is to get a fair understanding of what this shloka is about basically it is when we are chanting every day in the morning we should understand what we are chanting and not just it is not to be kept just for that chanting session when we are chanting during the mangalarti it is to be imbibed into our consciousness into our character and we should always live by those principles we are learning these prayers not just to remember and not just to chant nicely these are actually for, to change our character so so that devotees can actually take to take this in their lives and use it so that is the whole purpose of this series so of course if we want to like for example the first verse the glories of chanting there is no end you know how many thousands of verses are there to to you know highlight the importance of chanting but then um it is if we go that way we will never be able to finish this series so this is just to help the devotees understand better and to put it into practice so yesterday we have read <coughs> the first verse which glorifies which um, signifies the importance of the sankirtan movement the congregational chanting of hari krishna mahamantra and and also that in the second verse in the beginning it is also said nija sarva shaktis it is full of all opulences full of all power it is non different from krishna himself and it spreads the good fortune for everyone especially in this age of kali and after having understood the glories of the holy name and of the process of chanting the holy name now the second verse is the reflection of one's own position so chaitanya mahaprabhu is teaching us 
that we have to see ourselves as um, inadequate. Actually, that is so. Because we are not um, having attraction for the holy name. Attraction means just like once Srila Prabhupada was asked by one of his disciples, um, how do we know whether we are chanting good quality rounds? So, Srila Prabhupada said, uh, where is the quality? If there is good quality, then you will not stop at 16 rounds. You will go on with 16,000 rounds. So, that is quality. Just like uh, we have read yesterday Chaitan uh, Rupa Goswami's uh, description of how he is feeling when he is chanting. I, I want millions of mouths, I want millions of ears to hear the holy name, millions of tongues to chant the holy name. So that is the taste that you are getting. So that is real quality. So we should understand that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, Durdaivam, it is my misfortune that I don't have enough attraction. And we have also studied the second canto, third chapter, 24th verse, where Ashmasaram Hridayam, the stone-hearted or steel-framed heart, which doesn't change, the symptoms of ecstasy don't come when we chant. So, so although this is a fact, we should not immediately try to, oh, I should get, I should get, um, you know, uh, tears, you know, I, I'm, I'm already eight months into the movement or I'm in like, you know, one and a half years into the movement and I'm still not getting, I'm, I have a stone heart, I, I should not have a stone heart, I should have a soft heart, its character should change. So one and a half years haven't changed much. You know, I, I should really get the tears. I should I should choke. <laughs> so that we should not hurry. As we have already read in the Tulsi Maharani's life, she did for one hundred thousand celestial years, and still she did not say that you know um, my, I have all these goosebumps or I have you know my throat choking. She did not say anything. She did not reveal any of that information. Of course, she would have. She is a pure devotee coming from Golok Vrindavan, it is not ordinary. But you see, this is not to be so cheaply gotten. So one who is <coughs> trying to imitate these symptoms cheaply, they are called Sahajiyas. So we should not fall under that category. So how to actually start to progress? Okay, I'm misfortunate, I mean, I'm unfortunate and the holy name is so powerful. So now how to become fortunate? That is the third verse. So, this is Chaitanya Charitamrita Antilila, chapter 20, text 20. So, we are actually, although the Shikshashtaka is 8 verses and they are uh, distributed in the 20th chapter. So, Ch Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he is explaining, he, he uh, you know, he tells the verse first and then he explains a little bit about each of these verses. So, we are actually reading the whole explanation of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as well. So, this is the verse just prior to the third verse. CC Antya 20.20 Ye rupe laila nama prema upajay Tahar lakshan shuna swarup ramarai Shri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu continued O Swarup Damodar and Ramanand Rai Hear from me the symptoms of how one should chant the Hare Krishna Mahamantra to awaken very easily one's dormant love for Krishna. Next verse. So this is the third verse of the Shikshashtaka. Trinadapi sunichena tarori vasahishnuna 
अमानिनामानदेन कीर्तनीय सदा हरि सिनोनिम्स तृणात अपि दैन डाउन ट्रॉडन ग्रास तृणा मीन्स ग्रास तृणात अपि मीन्स मोर मोर देन द ग्रास सु नीचे ना बीइंग लोअर सो दो नो हिंदी नीचे नीचे मीन्स बिलो सो सेम थिंग इट इज एक्चुअली कमिंग फ्रॉम दिस संस्कृत वर्ड नीचे ना मीन्स बीइंग लोअर एंड सुनी चेना मीन्स लाइक वेरी वेरी लोअर यू नो विथ मोर एम्फसिस तृणादी सुनी चेना तरोर तरोह दैन अ ट्री तरोह मीन्स दैन अ ट्री इव लाइक सो समटाइम्स दिस इज ऑल्सो चैंटेड एज तरोर अपी सो तृणादी सुनी चेना तरोर अपी सहिष्णुना अपी मीन्स मोर दैन द ट्री एंड तरोर इव मीन्स लाइक द ट्री so either way the meaning is the same though taroriva sahishnuna eva means like sahishnuna means with tolerance amanina without being puffed up by false pride manam mana means you know samman means respect mana means pride even in tamil also they say manam manam means the ego pride amanina amanina means without false pride without being puffed up by false pride manadena giving respect to all amanina manadena um, giving respect to all kirtaniya to be chanted sada always hari the holy name of the lord translation one who thinks himself lower than the grass who is more tolerant than a tree so here it is said more tolerant than a tree that is like tarorapi sahishnuna but it is pretty much the same thing taroriva tarorapi who is more tolerant than a tree and who does not expect personal personal honor but is always prepared to give all respect to others can very easily always chant the holy name of the lord So this is a very, 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 very important verse for all the devotees. Um, this is exactly why we don't have the higher feelings, because we fail at this step. This is the step we usually fail at. So, although we have we chant this every single day, uh, we in practical situations we forget this point, and we can easily overcome by anger or you know. um last anger greed envy these things can easily take over we will read the explanation of chaitanya mahaprabhu and then we will um continue to understand this verse uttam haya apnake mane trinadham dui prakare sahishnuta kare vriksha sama these are the symptoms of one who chants the hari krishna mahamantra although he is very exalted he thinks himself lower than the grass on the ground and like a tree he tolerates everything in two ways so this is important point to be noted although he is very exalted he thinks himself lower than the grass 
That means, in other words, if somebody is advertising himself as a um, great devotee, that means he is not very much um, endowed with devotion. So, because one who is actually endowed and heavy with devotion, he will bow down. Just like it is said, <coughs> Guru, Guru, the word Guru means we know as teacher. <coughs> but the Sanskrit meaning of the word Guru means heavy. Heavy. So, the Guru is heavy with knowledge and heavy with devotion. That is the meaning of Bhaktivedanta. <coughs> One who is heavy with knowledge and devotion and who has realized Krishna in that way. So, when uh, the fruits are heavy of a tree, by the weight of the fruit, the tree bows down. You know, the tree bows down. So, with as one becomes more and more knowledgeable, one should become more and more humble. That is also explained in the Bhagavad Gita. Vidya Vinaya Sampanne Brahmane Gavihastini <coughs> See, two things. This is chapter 5, text 18 of Bhagavad Gita. Vidya Vinaya Sampanne Vidya means knowledge, Vinaya means Vinamrata, Vinamrata means humbleness, humility, Sampanne, endowed with. Brahmane Gavi Hastini Shunichaiva Svapakecha Panditaha Samadarshinaha. We cannot see everybody equal unless we have these two things, Vidya and Vinaya. See, Vidya with education, Vinaya with gentleness. And gentleness. Sampanne, fully equipped or fully endowed with. So, Brahmane, Brahmana, Gavi means in the cow, Hastini means elephant, Shuni in the dog, Cha and Eva certainly, Shvapake in the dog eater, the outcast, Cha respectively, Panditaha, those who are wise, Samadarshinaha, who see with equal vision. The humble sages, by virtue of true knowledge, see with equal vision a learned and gentle Brahmana, a cow, an elephant, a dog and a dog eater. So, because he sees the soul everywhere and also he sees, he understands that there is super soul everywhere. Of course, the real pure devotee, he can see the super soul everywhere, he can see the soul everywhere. But at least in the beginning stages, we should understand that everything is... Um, soul, all the different bodies, they are, they are the same soul, not same soul, not that one soul is distributed among so many bodies. The soul is of the same quality, just like we have many different kinds of uh, vehicles, like a motorbike or a car or an aeroplane or a submarine or a ship, they all move differently, one in the water, one under the water, one in the air, one on the land, one on the, with four wheels, one with two wheels. But the driver in all these machines is a human being. So in that way, it is equal. The same human being uh, drives all these different kinds of vehicles and they move differently. So, similarly, this body is a vehicle and there are 8.4 million species of life. Chaurashi Lak, Jeevrasi, Ashitim Chaturascheva. So, there are 8.4 million species of vehicles and the soul in each of these vehicles is the same quality. So, having understood that, he will get respect everyone. And in that state, there will be no envy. 
otherwise envy uh, envy means like um, there is a you know jealousy and envy so these two wo- words are there so jealousy is usually when there is equality between this person and that person so then then we there has there's a common goal then there is some kind of a jealousy envy means <clears throat> to one who is superior or oh, he you know somebody who is more than me i envy him but jealousy is usually among equals so either way it's classified as envy so this envy happens when we don't see everybody as equal um so if somebody is endowed with more qualities we should understand okay he has done pious activities you know that's why he's blessed by krishna in that way but we should not envy that person we can be inspired by that person and then we can you know um learn especially in devotional life we should not be inspired by materialists we should be inspired by devotees and once we are inspired by them if we if somebody is doing better service or more service i should always um, think that oh wow krishna has uh, blessed him so nicely and if i can also um if you know if i can serve this person then i can also maybe get the mercy of krishna to serve krishna nicely so in this way vaikuntha consciousness is different from material consciousness therefore devotees are called nirmatsara nirmatsara naam satam nirmatsara means matsarata means envy and nirmatsara means without envy that is the first definition of uh, devotee non envious vaikuntha is a place there where there is no envy you know there is one um, like i think the other day we saw that verse of tulsi where all the flowers although they have very nice fragrances they are offering their obeisances to tulsi we can we can go to that um what is that mandara yeah this is uh, i think 3 15 maybe mandara kunda kurabot palachampakarna punnaganagabakulambujaspaarijata gandher chite tulasika bharnena tasya yasmim stapah sumanaso bahumanayanti although flowering plants like the mandara kunda kurabaka utpala champaka arna punnaga nagakeshara bakula lily and parijata are full of transcendental fragrance in fact you can't imagine the kind of fragrance these flowers have so many many of them don't even have english translations such um, very exotic flowers they are all there in vaikuntha full of these flowering plants although they are full of transcendental fragrance they are still conscious of the austerities performed by tulsi for tulsi is given special preference by the lord who garlands himself with tulsi leaves so they they have no envy oh we want to be better than tulsi you know no they know that you know tulsi has done such you know great austerities and then they all have respectful feelings for tulsi so in vaikuntha even the flowers are completely krishna conscious the the water the stones everything is a person in the spiritual world don't think like a, like here in the material world everything is dead no there everything is living everything is living and the verse before this 
is another nice verse. Paravatanya Bhritasarasa Chakravaka Dathyuhaham Sashukati Tiribarhinam Yaha Kolahalo Viramate Chiramatra Mujjair Bhringadhipe Harikatham Ivagayamane When the king of bees hums in a high pitch, singing the glories of the Lord, there is a temporary lull in the noise of the pigeon, the cuckoo, the crane, the chakravaka, the swan, the parrot, the partridge and the peacock. Such transcendental birds stop their own singing simply to hear the glories of the Lord. In other, way, in other words, the bee, bee is not as, does not make as much noise as the birds. The bee makes much lower noise. But even the bees and the birds in the spiritual world are completely spiritual and here they make like noise, you know. But there, their humming is actually shlokas. They are all glorifying the Lord. Uh, And even the birds, here they just chirp, where is food, where is sex, you know, like this, where is shelter. But, just like Prabhupada once said, what what are the birds chirping in the morning? So much, so much noise. What is that? Where is food? Where is sex? Where is shelter? Where is defense? This is eating, sleeping, mating, defending. These are the same four things only that are being discussed by the birds. But in the Vaikuntha, the birds discuss the topics of the Lord. Like the whole Srimad Bhagavatam was spoken by Shukadeva Goswami. And he is called Shukadeva because Shuka means parrot. Here also in this, in this verse also the word is there, Shuka. You see Shuka, parrot. So, he is actually a parrot in the spiritual world. But um, when he came down to this world, he was speaking such eloquent verses, the whole Srimad Bhagavatam out of memory. He spoke 18,000 verses out of memory. Later on, he even went on to speak the entire Mahabharat in, uh, out of memory, which is 100,000 verses. Like this, he spoke 1.6 million verses out of memory, just like that. So, that is Shukadeva Goswami. He was a parrot. He is a parrot in the spiritual world. So, all those animals and birds and flowers, they are all living and they are fully Krishna conscious. Here, they are all in ignorance. They are fully Krishna conscious there in the spiritual world. So, now, the bees, the bee is very small compared to the birds and the birds make more noise. But when the bee came into the picture, into the scene, the birds all stopped there. They are chirping so that the bee could be heard. And the bee, how the bee was, um, you know, glorifying the Lord. Because if you see, the Lord is always wearing a Vaijayanti Mala, the, you know, um, garland full of forest flowers, full of wild exotic flowers. And the bees, intoxicated by the honey of the garland of the Lord, they are always near the Lord. So, the birds are thinking, oh, this bee has gone near and, and uh, smelled the flowers on the garland of, of, as the Lord was wearing. He has gone so near. So, he must be explaining the um, glory of the Lord. So, let's hear what the bee has to say because he is so close to the Lord. Not that, ah, this bee, uh, no, just, just shout more loudly so that nobody can notices this bee. <laughs> that is material consciousness. <laughs> that is material consciousness. So, in, in while... While becoming devotees, especially in the third class, we always think we are better than the others. You know, that is the general tendency. In the th- as the third class devotee, there is actually a verse also that um, always thinking better than others. That I am, I am better. 
you know i i have to, i have to do the service better than others i have to be appreciated more than others so these are all contaminations these are all materialistic ideas and materialistically if you if we see the whole world they are always teaching us how to become the best you know um even in the school from from young age from a uh, four five years old the child is being taught how to become the best in the class you know so always that is the 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 way he is taught and it is not to serve the others it is how to you know become the best and uh, i am the most i am the i am better than you i am better than you so this <coughs> competitive spirit <coughs> is actually detrimental there is also a spiritual competition like shri prabhupad um he saw that one some of his disciples especially in some of the country uh, some of the cities in uh, america the temple devotees were selling more books i think los angeles was selling more books than new york or something like that uh, or new york is selling more than los angeles and then los angeles they had uh, different plans to even increase more book distribution than new york so that is good transcendental competition you know or oh, sell more books than the others you know that is that is better service you know that is good but we should not go and oh he is selling more books uh, let hi- let's hide his books uh, you know let- actually this happened you know <laughs> in uh, sunogopal prabhu was telling when he was in uh, india in 1982 i think uh, before i was even born so he was there in india and uh, in mumbai there were two devotees who were very good um, in making life members so they used to sign up people as memberships uh, into memberships and in india it's a life membership you pay once and you're a lifetime member and then uh, you get all the books of prabhupada all the books so two devotees were very good at it and they that time there was no you know computers not much all they were maintaining in books and records like you know who is the contact person and then the contact number of that person or that time not even much phones very rarely people used to have phones as well so address and some details like that so they were having a list in their own books so this one devotee one of them he got uh, he wanted to be the best uh, life member maker so he he tore the other person's book and then he he wanted to become the member uh, when better devotee better life member maker so this is not vaikuntha consciousness the service must increase by both competing with each other in service the service to krishna should be increased now by doing that that service is stopped so that becomes a aparad so this envy although there is competitive spirit in the spiritual world there is no envy uh, the competition only is if somebody is better the, the glorification of that person oh this this devotee is so blessed by krishna he can do such nice service so this is what um, humility means and this is something which we have to put into practice because many times many times me included i also am guilty of this that we chant so many times every morning trinada pisunichena tarora pisahishuna and many devotees this they they chant it meaningless like as if it has no meaning they just just chant and some people some devotees have not even memorized it please devotees all vaishnavas i i beg this of you please memorize all these verses it has to be in memory not only memory but also understanding so if that is because in our whole life we have to use this 
we have to use these things it is not for chanting in the morning still devotees take the book and you know read no it shouldn't be like this anymore and some of you are initiated so you have to completely know this by heart i mean this is this is like kindergarten stuff you have to know this this is our basics our foundation and we have to learn this by heart and also understand it and when we face situations like you know amanina manadena when uh, when somebody doesn't give us respect then we then we feel slighted oh the devotee never you know appreciated my service then what we what we are chanting the tranadapi i mean sunichena all these verses for so this is actually to understand and put it into practice and sometimes even people i mean especially among third class devotees and we have to always always consider we are also third class i mean so among third class devotees it is very very common some very very trivial things become fights why because we are not following this and it is not just oh i have to know the meaning of this verse then i will be um, i will remember and i will follow not in, not even that remembering is one half of it the next thing is we have to be in the mode of goodness and we have to do the morning program the mangalarati everything the sadhana must be perfect at the same time then we have to remember all these things not just not that okay i will learn some shlokas and um, you know like there was one devotee i think one, some of our devotees know in india not among our circle but there is one devotee i don't wish to mention any names but he is such a he remembers the shlokas so many shlokas like thousands of shlokas but he doesn't even wake up for mangalarti he he is so proud he is so puffed up and he doesn't follow any program and he eats outside he doesn't eat prasadam what is the point so learning shlokas is not everything the, the main thing is behavior the main thing is behavior so this shloka learning everything should lead to that so if there is only vidya but if there is no vinaya then <coughs> it is just a, it is a complete waste i think there is a shloka like that also <coughs> um the vidya without uh, gentleness or and humility is a waste actually we can see if the, those materialists they are uh, adorned with like phd's and big big um, um what is that uh, credentials and this and that and this and that but character wise they use very vul- vulgar words and you know you know and and the character is very not hum- not humble and very rash and you know not even devotees first of all if you are not devotee then there is no good character at all in that person because to start with he is already a thief um because everything belongs to the lord and the person who takes it and he is not a devotee of the lord he is a thief already he is taking everything from the lord and not acknowledging it not devoting himself to the lord so there is already a thief so to start with he is already a thief so what good qualities can a thief have like shri prabhupad said uh, he narrated the small story that these four burglars he they came they they decided that you, we will attack this village in the night and we will uh, loot some money from the people while they are sleeping so they what they did they met in the evening at about sunset at the forest nearby the village on the outskirts of the village so they met at the forest they said okay the leader said okay we are four of us so we will go you take this direction you you i uh, you take this you take this and i will take the other one 
So, in this way they have distributed themselves in the directions and they said okay, now you all, we all go and before sunrise we have to all come back here and meet here at the same place. Then they all went and you know stole everything and come, they came back and then said okay, this is all our collected wealth, we have to distribute among us equally this wealth, we have to be fair, we have to be honest, we have to be equal. So now they are speaking of all these good values of fairness and um, you know and and he said don't hide anything in your pocket don't don't steal anything be honest and everything. So now the leader is saying about honesty and equality and you know openness but it, it the whole thing is just based on a stolen property first of all. So therefore he will still be counted as a burglar only. How much ever he may speak about honesty and truthfulness and, you know, and, and equality and everything, fairness, he is just a burglar. So similarly, a non-devotee does not have any good qualities. Uh, a devotee only has good qualities. So of course in the beginning of devotional life, because of one's previous habits, one may still have all these remnants of bad qualities. So this is where we have to be be really strict. Prabhupada said we have to be strict with ourselves, lenient with others. Not strict with others and lenient with myself. That is actually a pretender. We have to be strict with oneself but lenient with others. Hmm. So we have amanina manadena. When others don't give us respect, we have to be ready for it. I mean, we, we should be inspired by examples like Rishabdev or the Avadhut in the 7th canto where Prahlad Maharaj spoke. People urinated at them, on them. They were just like madmen, you know, they, they did not, they did not uh, bother about societal norms and everything. They just, you know, naked, you know, lying down, you know. And then people, they did not know that they are great spiritual sadhus. They, you know, made fun of them, you know, urinated at them, spat at them. Even, uh, even uh, who? Uh, Jadabharat. Jadabharat example. I don't know if you know all these stories, but if you read in the Bhagavatam, you will know all these stories where you know they tolerated so much. Um, so anyway, we will go through the explanation of uh, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and we will also expand more on the on this topic because this this one verse, the Trinada Pesamishena verse. Next is Nadhanam Najanam Nasundarim. That we will get if our this third verse has come into proper um, practice. So this this third verse is the most important because that's where we are at now. You know that's where we are falling or failing. So going back to this explanation. So there are these are the symptoms of one who chants the Hare Krishna mantra. Although he is very exalted, he thinks himself lower than the grass on the ground. Another example, yeah, Srila Prabhupada said that. A grass will bend when there is a storm. When grass will just bend when there is a huge wind, and after the wind is gone, he will stand again. Whereas the coconut tree, which is standing tall and it is the first to be broken in a storm. So, in other words, when we are humble, we can weather any storm. We're not talking about just a storm, a physical storm any difficulty in life we can easily weather but 
if you are like proud like the coconut tree standing tall and you know i'm big you know i'm big time then the first thing that will snap in a storm is that these kind of tall trees <clears throat> so it tolerates everything in two ways now what is that like a tree vrikshajena kaatileha kichu vrikshajena kaatileha kichu na bolaya shukana shukaya maileha kare pani na magaya when a tree is cut down it does not protest and even when drying up it does not ask anyone for water so this is the tolerance of a tree when he said tarora pisahishuna tarori vasahishuna so what does that mean so he is explaining that when a tree is cut down it does not protest and even when drying up it does not ask anyone for water so the tree is cut down by say an axe and the axe the wood is taken from the tree only and then it is attached to an axe the metal and then the tree is cut down so he is taking help from the tree making an axe and cutting the same tree even then it does not protest titikshavah mm. and even when drying up it does not ask for water even if the devotee is being put to death he will still not ask for um, you know being saved just like we have example in the western world jesus christ he was being crucified but he what did he pray oh lord please save me from these people no he did not pray like that what did he pray he said oh lord please forgive them they do not know what they are doing out of their madness so this is how a devotee is so therefore there is a nice verse which highlights the tolerance of devotee so this is uh, kanto 1 chapter 18 verse 48 tiraskrita vipralabdha shaptah kshiptah ta api nasyatat pratikurvanti tad bhaktah prabhavo pihi the devotees of the lord are so forbearing i mean so tolerant that even though they are defamed cheated cursed disturbed neglected or even killed they are never inclined to avenge themselves if you see in the sanskrit prabhavo pihi prabhava means powerful although they are capable to do so now in the in the in the case of a tree the tree is not capable to protest which is why it is not protesting although we take that side of the tree i mean that aspect of the tree that it does not protest but actually the tree cannot protest given a chance it would it cannot but prabhavopihi means the devotee is more than um, capable to counteract like parikshit maharaj he was cursed by that boy sringi that he would die in 7 days parikshit maharaj was already saved when he was even before he was born in the womb of the mother he was already saved from brahmastra so he and he is a pure devotee of krishna he could have easily asked krishna krishna i am the emperor of the world i am doing a very important job if i am not here the whole world will go into you know problems you know so please save me no <laughs> he said oh, very good very good you have brought this message that this boy curse me you take this necklace 
uh, I will go, enough of my royal duties. So, he just left and he took advantage of that. He, he was more than powerful to counteract that curse and counter curse the boy also. He could have cursed the boy to death also easily. But Vaishnava is all powerful, but he does not go around exhibiting his power. No. His exhibition of power is only to serve the Lord. Like once Srila Prabhupada was asked, um, you know, one magician, he was um, doing some magic tricks. He came to Prabhupada and all the disciples were sitting and he came and uh, trying to show some magic tricks to Prabhupada and you know, he disappeared something and you know, made it appear here and something like that and Prabhupada was like smiling. But the devotees felt, you know, what is this, you know, what is this guy doing, you know, you know how is he taking Prabhupada so cheaply, you know? Then uh, they did not like it actually. Why he's just joking around with Prabhupada, you know, like uh, no respect for him, just you know, showing off his magic tricks. And Prabhupada patiently just saw everything. After he was done with his magic tricks, Prabhupada asked him to sit down. Then um, he said, I am also a magician. Oh, he said, Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I can make uh, birth, death, old age, and disease disappear. You cannot do that. <laughs> so <laughs> then he started listening. Then how to make this birth, death, old age and dis- disease disappear. So, Srila Prabhupada is actually, see, he is so powerful. We, we actually can't, don't even know how powerful he is. Let us put it this way. We don't even know how powerful actually Srila Prabhupada is. So, <laughs> but he is expression, like, even once um, one devotee asked, um, does the spiritual master know everything? Then Prabhupada said, he will know everything that he needs to know to serve Krishna. So, you see, Vaishnava is all powerful, but he is not eager to show off, you know, um, and make some cheap followers. Because the moment you show off something like that, um, Vaishnava actually can do anything. He has all the eight mystic powers that a yogi is aspiring for. In fact, there is one part in the Bhagavatam, it is said, that before getting pure devotional service, a devotee will be awarded, especially this is at very high stage, when before he can get the pure devotional service to Krishna, a, a devotee will be awarded all the eight mystic perfections that a yogi in the Himalayas, all these yogis, they get this uh, anima, laghima, prapti, shita, vashita, so um, prakamya and all this uh, ashtasiddhi, eight kinds of yogic perfections. That means they can become smaller than the smallest, lighter than the lightest, heavier than the heaviest, everything. And prakamya, they can control other people's desires. So all this a yogi has, can get by practice of mystic yoga system. Not the, you know, like all these yoga studios where just some exercise. And this is not yoga actually. Yoga means like that, mystic powers. A devotee will be awarded all these eight perfections of yoga. And only if he is not interested in them, he is completely unattracted to them, then he will be awarded pure devotional service. If he gets distracted, hey, wow, I have this power. Let's try it out. Let's try. That means he's fallen down already. So, Maya will test to the limit until the end, until one completely is uh, 100% devoted to Krishna. Maya will keep on testing. She will give more and more allurements to devotees. As they advance more and more, there will be more and more allurements also to come back into the grip of Maya. So, um, unless one is strongly 
Krishna conscious, one cannot go over these things. Uh, he is powerful, but he still doesn't use it. If he uses it, like in the case of uh, Vishwamitra, for example, he was meditating and Indra sent the Menaka. And um, he heard the sound and he, he was overtaken by lust. And when he opened his eyes, he saw this beautiful girl from the heavenly planets, Menaka. And then he, he was totally lost and he had a daughter with her, Shakuntala. But after that, he realized, oh, I made a big mistake. Again, he went back to the forest and start, started meditating again. Then Indra, after some years, and then again, he sent one more girl, one more Apsara. And this time, first time he was overtaken by lust. Now, this time what he did? Hmm, I know this is, you know, Indra's doing. This woman has come to disturb me. Then he opened his eyes and cursed the woman. Again, he fell down. How? This time, not by lust, by anger. So, he was powerful by, by his mystic, by his meditation and all. He was very, very powerful. It's not that he was a cheapskate fellow who was, any girl come, he will just fall down. No. <laughs> no, not at all. He is not an ordinary person. He is a very, very powerful sage. In fact, later on, he became guru of Ramchandra Bhagwan. I mean, it's not ordinary. But, even of that stature, of that stature of, you know, Vishwamitra Muni, we should not think, oh, Vishwamitra Muni, he is not devotee. You know? No. <laughs> <laughs> we are where we are. We are as if we are Vishwamitra. He thousands of years he was meditating in the forest, um, and he fell down. So we what we are, you know. So he fell down with anger because this time he with all the tapasya, he was very powerful. He could easily curse someone or bless someone. So this time he used that power to curse. So he was powerful, but he cursed. Now here, kshipta, disturbed by negligence or Shapta, being cursed, or Vipralabdha, being cheated. Here Vishwamitra was being cheated because Indra was very uh, worried. He was worried that if this Vishwamitra becomes very powerful, then he will uh, dethrone me and he will become, uh, he will occupy my throne. I will lose my position as the king of the heaven. So, no, 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 I cannot allow this. So, he disturbed him. So, he cheated him with this uh, Menaka. He sent this girl and then said, you, you make him fall down. So, he was cheated, but he used his power. Uh, of course, first time he fell for lust. Second time, he was being cheated and even defamed, Tiraskrita. What, what a big shame is that for a big sage like Vishwamitra. He fell down with and born a daughter. And then, so these are all attacks, but he failed because at that time he was not a devotee yet. Later on when he became a Vaishnava, oh, then yes. So, that is called tolerance. Even if he is drying up, the tree does not ask anyone for water. In the case of a tree, it cannot, he cannot ask anyone for water. It is not within his power. He is forced to do, he is forced to die like that. But, that not asking anything, anyone for water, that we have to imbibe, even though we can ask anyone for water. Of course, it doesn't mean that, oh, if I am thirsty, I should not ask anyone for water. Don't try to imitate any of these things. These are, these are, um, there to tell us how we should tolerate disturbances, especially. Now, the problem with disturbances come, now there are three types of klesha, adhyatmic, adhibhautic, adhidaivik. Adhyatmic means miseries or disturbances caused by myself, my own mind, my own body. And adhibhautic means disturbances caused by other living entities, by other people or by animal or by insect or something like that 
and adhidaivik means by the demigods by natural occurrences like too much rain or famine or something like that now among these three what disturbs us the most everything is disturbing but if you see these three envy only happens to adibhautik like others like adhyatmik when a problem caused by my own self my own mind or body uh, maybe i you know uh, trip and fell and i broke my hand or something so i will feel bad but i don't really get angry with myself so much maybe a little bit angry but you know just we go on with life now adhidaivik when there is too much rain we don't become envious oh indra this is i i hate indra this is nonsense you know i, I don't do that i just put, a, put an umbrella and then go we just try to tolerate and if there is something you know um uh some uh, volcano or now there is a pandemic you know what we do what not that uh, i will kill this coronavirus i will envious of i am envious of coronavirus I, no we just try to you know do our part to sanitize ourselves and keep us away from keep ourselves away from all this contamination <laughs> so they by these adhi adhyatmik and adhidaivik we are not really envious towards that person we don't really become envious but adhibhautik is where the problem comes other devotees oh they said something to me although whatever he said or she said is nothing to do and nothing uh, not as painful as maybe the coronavirus or or maybe the um, excessive rainfall or no rain at all or some earthquake or volcano i become very envious towards this person and usually these are all many of these will be petty petty things petty issues but because we are not grave enough hmm, like you know the ocean you put so many rivers so many millions of trillions of liters are being poured into the ocean at every second billions of liters of water from every river from every part of the world comes into the ocean every moment that much water is going and the ocean doesn't increase doesn't become agitated oh no now my you know level must increase and my waves should become more of this thing no same so because why the ocean is deep but if you put a, you know some shallow something and you pour on water and overflow in no time so an ocean is deep so we have to be not shallow in our krishna consciousness we have to be deep rooted in krishna consciousness and even the tree it is weathering so many um, storm and heat and excessive rain and cold because it's deep rooted the the tree is deep rooted Mm. the nourishment is getting from below the roots uh, it is not nourishment from uh, the external sources so much although yes there is external nourishment from the sun and even the water but it takes most of its nutrients from the root so the more the tree is deep rooted the more firmly it can stand so similarly we should also be very deep rooted in krishna consciousness we should be grave we should be you know like the ocean very deep and grave and then all these things won't disturb but if we are just shallow very shallow in our just practicing for the just come from mangalarti just you know chant something don't know what i'm chanting don't know uh, not chanting attentively and then 
don't know what arti meaning is there you know nothing you know if you know nothing about nothing then that is shallow and then i am always uh, disturbed by all this adibhautik by other devotees or other you know uh, people maybe sometimes if you are in the office maybe colleagues or these people disturb our, disturb our mind more than adhyatmik and adhyadaivik also so now going forward jai jai magay tare deya apna dhan gharma vrishti sahe aner karay rakshan the tree delivers its fruits flowers and whatever else it possesses to anyone and everyone it tolerates scorching heat and torrents of rain yet it still gives shelter to others so the tree not only tolerates the scorching heat and the torrents of rain and people cutting it down and or pruning it at the same time he is also offering he is offering shade he is offering flowers fruits and whatever else it possesses sometimes rubber you know the rubber is cut you know the bark of the tree is cut uh, still he is giving rubber so he is giving in so many ways although he is being um, put into so much of suffering so this is uh, in the bhagavatam it is said sadhu bhushan what is that titikshavah karunika suhridam sarvadehinam this is devotee devotee definition the ornaments of devotee is this तिथिक्षवह कारुणिका सुहृदम सर्वदेहिनाम अजात शत्रुवह शांता साधव साधु भूषणा सो दिस इज कांटो 3 चैप्टर 25 वर्स 21 सो यू सी तिथिक्षवह मींस टॉलरेंट कारुणिका मींस मर्सीफुल ही इज टॉलरेंट एट द सेम टाइम ही इज मर्सीफुल सुहृदा फ्रेंडली ही इज वेरी फ्रेंडली and this friendly means not just uh, hello hi how are you that not that kind of friendly hrida means heart hrid means heart hridayam suhrida means very very good hearted so friend there are many words in sanskrit mitra sakha bandhu and suhrit and in uh, hindi also there is dost so there are so many words for friends so some are like official friends some are like just like acquaintances but suhrit means one who is a deep well wisher well wishing friend uh, from the heart so suhrida the devotee is friendly to who sarvadehinam to all living entities not just only human beings he is friendly to even animals even even to the plants that's why he takes their flowers takes their fruits and offer to krishna that is friendly hmm. so that the tree also gets benefit suhrida sarvadehinam ajata shatravah inimical to none shatravah means shatru means enemy ajata shatru means he is he has no enemies people may consider him an enemy oh this this guy he will always come and talk to talk about krishna and you know he will make the whole conversation very you know uninteresting they want some you know uh, some uh, about girls something sports something they want to talk oh this this fellow he will come and talk about krishna and you know he will bore everybody so and they may hate sometimes they even may become violent with devotees 
But so they may consider a devotee sometimes. The, the nature of the material world is that sometimes he may be considered an enemy. Uh, but he doesn't take that person as an enemy. That's why the six Goswamis are called Dhira Dhira Janapriyo Priyakarao. So Dhira Adhira Janapriyo. They were pleasing both to the gentlemen and the ruffians also. Why? Because they could, the others could see that they do not have any enmity against anyone. Like usually a gentleman, he will avoid the ruffians. Uh, these guys are bad guys, let me. So the bad guys, when they see these guys, you know, going over, then, you know, they will say, oh, this guy, you see, very, uh, as if he is a big uh, saint, you know, he is behaving like this. But a sadhu, he will go to the bad guy also and say, please chant. Or please, you know, you can, um, you know, uh, give up your bad habits or something. Something you will preach to him. He will be nice to him. <clears throat> Not that he will become his friend and he will also start drinking. No. But he will try to preach to him. He will be um, cordial with him and try to preach to him. Say some nice things. So, say some nice things in preaching. Not them, oh, very good. <laughs> you are smoking how many cigarettes? 25. Okay, very good. 235 less tomorrow. No, that is not, <laughs> not this kind of nice. So, encouragement means, of course, Sadhu will always speak the truth. So, but he will also try to somehow or other, or if sometimes these people cannot be told anything. So, he gives prasadam to them. So, that will make them happy. So, this is Preeti Lakshanam. So, by giving prasadam, oh, he has given me something. So, there will be a good disposition towards that person. So, in this way, he doesn't have any enemies. He doesn't, in his mind, there is no enemy. Even Jesus Christ in the Bible, he said, uh, hate the sin, not the sinner. So, if somebody does a mistake or a sin, you should hate that sin. Yes, that is wrong. But if you hate the sinner himself, then you are filled with envy. You are filled with, you know, no compassion anymore. You cannot hate the person who is committing the sin. Uh, you should hate the sin. Because if you hate the person, you cannot help him anymore. Uh, so, this is Sadhu Bhushana. Shanta. Ajata Shatrava and Shanta. Very peaceful with himself. Sadhava. And how can one become peaceful? Bhoktaram yajnatapasam sarvaloka maheshwaram sohidam sarvadehinam sarvabhutanam. So that is the formula for peace. Prabhupada has said in the, not only Prabhupada, Krishna also said. So Prabhupada always quoted that verse, 5th chapter, 29th verse of Bhagavad Gita. That bhoktaram yajnatapasam. Krishna is the enjoyer. Why we become not peaceful? Because we don't, we want to become the enjoyer and then we are always anxious if somebody else is going to be, going to jeopardize my enjoyment. Prabhupada gave the classic example of the birds. So when there are some grains or breadcrumbs on, thrown on the floor, so the bird will come flying down and then will take something and then look here and there and then take some more and look here and there and then you see the, many pigeons will crowd there. In Singapore sometimes we see people feeding the pigeons. They throw something, they throw something on the ground. And the pigeons all come. So they will, you know, start and then all come to go the flock. And then some pigeons will stand on another pigeon. You know, already their claws are, you know, a little bit sharp. You know, any any bird claws will be a little sharp. So they will stand on another pigeon and then that bird, another bird will come and stand on this pigeon just to get that. And then he is always anxious and he wants to get as much as possible. Then he will, then he will uh, push the other pigeon. If you, next time you notice how the pigeons actually behave when the food is there. And then, so there is so much anxiety. There will, will take something and then look here and there, will take something and look here and there. Always worried. Because why? They want to enjoy. Bhoktaram yajnatapasam. Krishna is the enjoyer. 
everything is for his i have nothing uh, nothing no stake here everything is krishna's so he automatically let let's go i mean let go of the um, sense of proprietorship and enjoyment nirmamo nirahankaraha then next um bhuktaram uh, sarvaloka maheshwaram everything belongs to the lord now here in this world they want to amass as much as property as much as wealth they can but there is exact reason or recipe for anxiety the more you hoard the more we become anxious just like the example is given in the 11th canto this hawk he swooped down to get a big meat you know there was a dead animal and he was so happy i found it and he took up that meat the dead animal and he was flying he wanted to go to a cave and eat nicely alone like fully have a nice feast so he grabbed with his claws and he was flying up flying up so as he was flying all the eagles vultures hawks everybody saw from this tree from that mountain from the air everybody they saw hey this bird has got such a huge meat they all started following they all started going near the bird and to get some of the meat you know and this hawk was trying and when because all the other birds did not have any weight on them but this hawk had so much weight so he could not fly as fast as the others so the, all the birds were coming close and close and close and close and had at one point he knew his life was in danger at that point he released that meat and he flew away and immediately within 1 2 seconds nobody was following him nobody why because it is not mine he gave up so when we try to amass these things then everybody become you like you see a rich man he will need so many bodyguards so many security cameras and everything why a poor man can openly walk on the street a rich and famous man he walks and then he, he his life is in danger more anxiety so sarvaloka maheshwaram means krishna is the owner of all the planets on everything everything that exists i am not the owner so he doesn't like to amass so much as much as is necessary for his maintenance that's it rest all in the service of krishna that's it and then sadhava abiding okay the third one um bhuktaram egasam negatapasam sarvaloka maheshwaram suhridam sarvabhutanam he should un- he understands that krishna is the supreme friend of everyone uh, supreme friend of everyone not that i am i will be the best friend to everybody i will do i will do good i will do big charity and, no krishna is the best friend and then he tries to just spread the word of krishna he krishna has already done everything for our welfare not only supplying our material necessities but also has given us the knowledge which can help us come out of this material suffering as well so he has done everything that a good friend has has to do now it is our job to propagate that uh, that message so krishna is the best friend of everyone so he doesn't try to be the karta no, krishna is already he he does what he does he does his only job is service to krishna and in that way he will serve everyone properly this is called sadhu bhushana adorned with sublime characteristics so this is the meaning of this verse so in our daily dealings also we should remember these things when when we are disturbed by some devotees asrishi nathamadan mankuje we should understand 
that not only should we tolerate them, we should also understand another aspect that maybe they are tolerating me because maybe I am the one who is a problem maker. The thing is we always don't blame ourselves. In fact, modern motivational speakers also they are saying like this, don't judge yourself, you know, don't be so hard on yourself, don't be so, come on. In that way, nobody cares for anything what is right and what is wrong, just everybody act whimsically. So in devotee circle, it is totally opposite. We should always introspect ourselves. We should always judge ourselves, whether I am following, you know, uh, everything or not properly, whether I am causing any trouble to other Vaishnavas. I should introspect myself. That's why there is a uh, verse in Bhagavad Gita. I think, Yona Harishyati Nadveshti. One second. Hmm. This is yes, twelve fifteen, Bhagavad Gita chapter twelve, text fifteen. Yasman no dvijate loko lokan no dvijate chayaha harsha marsha bhayodvegair mukto yah sachame priyaha. He by whom no one is put into difficulty and who is not disturbed by anyone who is equipoised in happiness and distress, fear and anxiety is very dear to me. This is same as He by whom no one is put into difficulty. So, we should not put others into difficulty. And if others give us difficulty, we should not be disturbed by that difficulty. It's both ways. In... Uh, when we were in school, we were taught moral science. One chapter was moral science. So, in the moral science, there one of the proverbs is that, not proverb, one of the things that we are taught is that, give respect, take respect. So, you give respect and then you expect respect. But here, our philosophy is even more. You give all respect, manadena, but amanena. Don't expect any respect from others. You expect to be spat spat by them. They will spit on you. You expect that. So, that is devotee. Uh, he by whom no one is put into difficulty and who is not disturbed by anyone. Who is equipoised in happiness and distress, fear and anxiety is very dear to me. At the same time, having read this, we this is all concerning oneself. But if the Lord is blasphemed, or another devotee is uh, insulted or he is attacked or he is uh, offended, we should not stay, Prabhu, I am humble Prabhu, I will not, you you go on offending him, I, I will just sit here, I am a humble devotee, you see, I am very great. No, I must fully become angry. Narutam Das Thakur said, that krodhi, krodha bhakti dvesha jane, dvesha jane. Uh, krodha bhakta dvesha jane. That means, let me employ my anger against those who are envious of devotees. Uh, so, anger also has its place. Like Hanuman, he became a great devotee because of his anger. Vishwamitra on one hand, he fell with anger. Hanuman on the other hand, he became the best devotee of the Lord because he used his anger. So, he burned the whole Lanka. In that, he was glorified. His anger was glorified. 
so uh, because that was in the service of the lord he was angry at ravan who insulted sita and ram so this is proper use of anger so this we have to understand chaitanya mahaprabhu himself spoke this verse trinada pisunichena we should be humble and tolerant but when nityananda prabhu was beaten by jagai mata he was the first one to come with chakra he already made a promise that i will not carry any weapons but he broke that promise he he promised that in his chaitanya chaitanya mahaprabhu incarnation he will not hold any weapons because if he starts killing asuras all kaliyuga population is asura everybody should be killed so nobody will remain so he said i will just spread the harinam in that way the asuric mentality in their mind will be de- destroyed but they will be uh, turn into devotees so this was his plan when he was coming but he gave up that plan and he took sudarshan chakra to kill this jagayan madhaya of course nityananda prabhu asked him please withdraw your sudarshan chakra don't kill them and when nityananda prabhu's petition chaitanya mahaprabhu left them and then they became great devotees so he became very angry at them and he became intolerable he did not tolerate he said he is here he is speaking about tolerance you know but tarori vasahishnuna but there he was not tolerant because it was others for ourselves yes we should be tolerant for others for devotees sake we should become we should fight for them that means love so sometimes krishna tests us by uh, seeing how much love we have for devotees uh, if there somebody has offended devotees are we fighting for him or if somebody offends krishna and you keep quiet then we'll incur sin we have to we have to defeat that person mm. next verse uttam haya vaishnav habe nirabhimana jive samman dibe jani krishna adhishthan although vaishnav is the most exalted person he is prideless and gives all respect to everyone knowing everyone to be the resting place of krishna uh, so i think in the third canto or somewhere i think maybe already put out in the comments maybe by vishwambar prabhu or somebody that there is this verse that krishna does not accept the worship of a person who does not respect other living beings and who does not understand that they are also dwelling places of parmatma so we should not only especially a third class devotee our problem is we have great respect for the deity great respect for prabhupad but not so great respect for devotees so that should um, be corrected that's why we always chant vanchakalpatarubhyascha kripasindhubhya evacha patitanam pavanebhyo vaishnavebhyo namo namaha what is the meaning what is the meaning of this verse vanchakalpataru means the desire tree that means from a devotee the devotee is called vanchakalpataru what is the desire tree taru means tree kalpa means Uh, desire vancha means desire vancha kalpatar means anything suppose in uh, in this material world mango tree will only give mango apple tree will only give apple but desire tree the trees in the spiritual world are desire trees even the heavenly plants also there are some desire trees but the spiritual world there is even more in they can do even more than the heavenly desire trees so kalpa vriksha they can give anything so the vaishnavas by training us in krishna consciousness they give us krishna 
we, by getting shelter at Krishna's lotus feet, we get everything. So, they are guiding us in that path. So, they are vancha kalpataru, they are desire trees. Um, and then, vancha kalpataru bhyascha kripa sandhu, they are ocean of mercy. No, Prabhu, you are saying ocean of mercy, but that devotee is scolded me like anything, you know. He doesn't know how to talk also. He said, humble, you know, humble. I, I saw that devotee was not humble. He was scolded me. <coughs> so, how would you answer that? So, scolding, humble means what? Humble means, uh, he is lower than, like, Trinadapi. Lower than the straw in the street. But he does not tolerate offenses. And training, chastisement for training is different from uh, scolding with envy in the heart. A devotee, when they train, they train with actual, the, the very reason that they are, you know, correcting us is because they are thinking of our welfare. So, if our service becomes better, then it is good for us. Just like a parent, a mother would scold her child. If a neighbor's child or another child does the same mistake, the mother won't scold him. Because she loves her own child more. And he, she wants her own child to, be, to become a very nice uh, person. Uh, he, Although she understands that the other boy also did the mistake, but she will not scold him. Because the love for him is not so much there. So, in fact, the scolding means it is love. Hmm. So, especially when senior devotees chastise and, and correct us, uh, this is how we have to understand that it is for our own good. And if sometimes it so happens that some devotees, they are beginner and they don't know how to behave and they actually behave with envy, then tolerate. Tolerate. The only way we can... See, our own whole thing is that we have to chant Hare Krishna, right? This whole Shikshashtaka is to teach us how to chant. Kirtaniya Sadahari. That is our aim. If we get distracted from that aim and get into all these petty fights and petty issues, then we are forgetting. We cannot chant. In that disturbed condition, we cannot chant. So, to be peaceful, we have to be free from all these things. So, if the person actually came to me with envy and you know, he was he was ill behaved and he did something uh, which was not to be done, then I may, you know, tell this to other devotees who are senior and you know, who can maybe deal with the situation and myself and that too with good intention for the other devotee who has done the mistake. Not, we cannot hate that. Okay, that, de- that devotee, maybe he is a beginner devotee and he did not behave properly, but and then maybe out of envy, he did something. Now, I cannot hate that person. If I hate that person, I immediately fall down from my devotional service. Although he has done wrong to me, but I should tolerate that and I should think how to help this person. And if, I, if there is no other way, I should just pray to Krishna, please give him good intelligence and, you know, like that. Though we cannot use this word tolerance for chastisement from senior devotees. Oh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said uh, tolerate. 
So since he said tolerate the, the senior devotees are scolding me, I will tolerate you know. No, you are not going to tolerate the senior, senior devotees scolding, you are going to learn from that. Um, because especially Diksha Guru, Srila Prabhupada and Shiksha Guru, those who are temple authorities, those who are more senior to than myself, they we should take them as representatives of Krishna. And when they are saying something, we should understand that Krishna is saying it. And it is for our own good. So we should not tolerate senior devotees. If we are tolerating the senior devotees, then we will kick out. One day Maya will kick us out from this temple. That means, <laughs> tolerate means what? It is unbearable, but let me just, you know, just, just tolerate these uh, headache, these people. But let me just tolerate. That is toleration, you know, tolerance. So, it is not like that. We should see. We should, when senior devotee is called, I should take it. Yes, actually, I have a problem. It is very difficult. In the beginning, it is very difficult to admit like this. But we should make every endeavor to do it. Mm. And if, we, if I cannot, if I am feeling still hatred for the devotee, then I should, I should, first of all, pay obeisances to the devotee and serve him. Prabhupada said the best way to get envy out of that of our heart towards a particular person is to serve him. That's the best way to get our envy out. So that's why we bow down. In fact, every morning and night, we should bow down to devotees. When we enter into the temple, we bow down to each other. Especially if you have come to the temple. When we enter the temple, we bow down to each other. Vanchakalpatarubhyascha kripasandhubhyevacha patitanam pavanebhyo vaishnavebhyo namonnamaha They are patitanam pavanebhyo they are deliverers of the fallen souls, Vaishnavas. Mm. Vaishnavabhyo, Namun Namaha. Again and again we are offering obeisances. So we should, we should understand these things. What we are chanting, why we are chanting, what it means and how. Although I may in, feel inconvenienced by their behavior or whatever, they are actually Vaishnavas. If I reject this association and go outside, that is even worse. If the boat is rocking on the sea, and if you, no, 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 this boat is rocking, this is a lousy boat, let me jump into the sea. Even worse. <laughs> so, even if the association of Vaishnavas is not like, you know, pure devotees like Prabhupada level and all that. But, that is better than association of non-devotees who may be very nice to you. Oh, you want to sleep? Sleep. Don't wake up for Mangalarti. You want to eat meat? I can bring you some. Or you want some coffee? Let's have some coffee together. They will be very nice. But do you want that association? Or do you want a little bit harshness so that I may be polished? A gem is made smooth and shiny by polish. What, what is that polish? Using sandpaper. And that sandpaper is rough. So the correction part will be very rough. But the end is that we will become a nice gem of a devotee. So that we should remember always. So these devotees, even though they are giving me hardship or what, or they are scolding me for my own good, Whatever it is, it is always uh, good to be in the association of devotees. Of course, those devotees should always follow Srila Prabhupada. So, Prabhupada said sometimes, actually many, many letters were written to Srila Prabhupada by devotees. Oh, that they have a problem with this devotee and that devotee, this devotee, this, that devotee. So, Prabhupada said, empty vessels make noise. So, if lifeless vessels make noise, uh, what about living vessels? who are people. Of course, when they come together, there will be some noise, there will be some disagreements, there will be some friction or something like that. Because we are coming from different backgrounds, different cultures, different all kinds of things. So, we should always remember that actually, whatever it is, our we have all surrendered to Krishna. So, let us 
forget these petty differences. One more thing, it becomes intolerable, I mean um, life becomes intolerable between devotees sometimes and this is when uh, we don't follow the morning program. When Prabhupada was presented by devotees, these problems, when devotees face this and that problem, Prabhupada asked only one question always. Are you chanting 16 rounds? Are you following the four regulative principles? Are you attending Mangalarati and doing all the morning program until... What is morning program? Mangalarati, then there is uh, Narasimha Bhajan and then there is Tulasi Arati. Then some of them of course do go for Shringar, Shringar uh, Murti Shringar, you know, dressing the deities and then chanting together and then uh, Guru Puja, then Bhagavatam class. That is the whole morning program. So it's like four hours every morning. So Prabhupada always asked, are you, are you following the morning program? Are you attending the classes? So he did not ask so much about the detail of the pro- what what he said. Oh, he said like that. Oh no, no. He first he said he asked, are you following these principles that I have laid out? Invariably, somewhere or the other, there will be some problem. Oh, I I could not um, you know follow the full morning program. You know I was feeling tired. Or I did not, I could not chant Hare Krishna properly or my rounds properly. So these things are actually our problem. If our spiritually our life is intact, if our spiritual life is intact, materially on all the relationships, everything will be okay. But if our spiritual life is not intact, if it is shaky and you know so flickering, then everything will become a problem. Everything will become a problem. So it is said, I think in the Varaha Purana or something, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, it is, it is better, he quoted from that, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, I think Varaha Purana or, um, I think Varaha Purana, that it is better to stay in a cage with fire all around and wild animals around than to be in the association of non-devotees. The association of non-devotees is, is such a dangerous thing that because we will get, we'll get contaminated by all that consciousness. So we should rather even, even if it is, you know, hot and, you know, full of wild animals, we should prefer to stay in a cage. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was saying this. So that is how uh, we should prefer the association of devotees. Because from the frying pan to the fire, it will become otherwise. And then if we actually, if our spiritual life becomes steady, we can tolerate anything. Srila Prabhupada went to America. And what all, he not, what all he did not tolerate? People, crazy people all around him and drug addicts. People who were attacking sometimes. Prabhupada was attacked by some of these people in their drug uh, addicted madness. Everything, everything filthy and everything was how much he had to tolerate. And even in the beginning days, you know, he was, early days, he was cooking everything. All the prasadam, all the prasadam he would prepare. And then he will give the lecture, he will do the kirtan and then he will feed everybody, he will personally serve everyone and then they will just eat and go away. They not even, don't even wash their mouth and hand properly and then they go away. And then he will collect all the plates and then he will throw it in the dustbin and then he will clean everything up and wash the utensils, everything by himself at the age of 70 something. So how much did he not tolerate? Huh? And people gave him in the end of the, his, uh, at the, uh, 1977, he was even given poison by his own disciples. That also he tolerated. At least we are not facing that much problem. 
and he and he at the age of 70 plus uh, almost 80 years old and he had to deal he had opened 108 temples and each temple had so many devotees he had about 5000 over initiated disciples huh? and people had problems amongst themselves and he used to get letters from all parts of the world we are talking about oh one person disturbed me this one one person said that to me that person said like this huh? When Prabhupada is, you know, all these problems and sometimes some of his disciples wanted to become Guru, even in his presence. He had to correct them also. So, we have to uh, learn these things. We have to become, this is this is the reason why we are not advancing, because we are not Trinadapasinichana, Tarorapisahishwana, Amanina Manadena. That's why our Kirtaniya Sadahari is not taking place. If one chants the holy name of Lord Krishna in this manner, he will certainly awaken, he will certainly awaken his dormant love for Krishna's lotus feet. There is no doubt. So if you are not advancing, if you are not seeing all that means, the problem is with us. So today only one verse. Kohite Kohite Prabhu Dainya Badila Shuddha Bhakti Krishna Thai Magite Lagila. As Lord Chaitanya spoke in this way, his humility increased and he began praying to Krishna that he could discharge pure devotional service. So now, his ecstatic transformations brought out another verse. Premer Swabhav Jaha Premer Sambandha Shaymane Krishna Moranahi Premagandha. Wherever there is a relationship of love of Godhead, it is natural, its natural symptom is that the devotee does not think himself a devotee. Instead, he always thinks that he has not even a drop of love for Krishna. That means he is actually advanced in devotional service. Once, I think uh, somebody shared a quote in the WhatsApp. <coughs> uh, devotee asked Prabhupada, should we consider ourselves as most fallen? Prabhupada said, you are not qualified to think that you are most fallen. Because to think oneself most fallen means you have to be so qualified. That's why then only a pure devotee only can think he is the most fallen. So you 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 cannot you are not qualified to think that you are most fallen. <laughs> so see this is wherever there is a relationship of love of Godhead, its natural symptom is that devotee does not think himself a devotee. Instead, he always thinks that he has not even a drop, drop of love for Krishna. So Prabhupada said, You are not qualified to be most of anything. Whether fallen or whether exalted or nothing, you are not qualified. So, then devotee understood, yes. Because to think oneself as most fallen means actually one is most exalted. So, if I am saying I am most fallen, but I am not exalted, most exalted, of course it is a lie, right? I mean, it is not matching up. <coughs> there is a purport. Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur comments that persons who are actually very pure, actually very poor, because they possess not even a drop of love of Godhead or pure devotional service, falsely advertise themselves as great devotees, although, although they cannot at any time relish the transcendental bliss of devotional service. A class of so-called devotees known as Prakrita Sahajiyas sometimes display devotional symptoms to exhibit their good fortune. They want to show all the crying and everything so that other people will see, wow, how fortunate devotee, he has already attained bhava. You know, they want to show off like this. They are pretending, however, because these devotional features are only external. 
The Prakrita Sahajiyas exhibit these symptoms to advertise their so-called advancement in love of Krishna. But instead of praising the Prakrita Sahajiyas for their symptoms of transcendental ecstasy, pure devotees do not like to associate with them. It is not advisable to equate the Prakrita Sahajiyas with pure devotees. When one is actually advanced in ecstatic love of Krishna, he does not try to advertise himself. Instead, he endeavors more and more to render service to the Lord. Um, what is that verse in the 11th canto, 11th chapter, verse uh, 40? It is said, Aparikirta. Um, we will go there. Hmm. 11-11-14 Of course, here Krishna says how one should become a devotee. So many things he says actually. These are uh, 8 verses together. 34 to 41, all translated together. Come to 11, chapter 11. But we will just go to that one line. See. A devotee should never advertise himself. A devotee should never advertise his devotional activities. Therefore, his service will not become the cause of false pride. Not that I sing some, you know, kirtan and say, "How Prabhu was? How how was my kirtan, Prabhu? Was nice? Was it nice? Uh, the, this is, <laughs> or you know, how was my cooking? Or how was my, you know, class, Prabhu? My, my class was nice. So these are all subtle." Advertisements, you know, a devotee should never advertise his devotional activities. Therefore, his service will not be the cause of false pride. So, by even even giving class, for example, it can be two ways. It can be to glorify the Lord and serve the devotees, or it can be to maybe show off that I am a big scholar. I am, you know, so so many slokas I know. So that there also can you know this pride all can come anywhere, anywhere in devotional life. So, we should not, uh, we should only do for service of the Lord and help and uh, serve other devotees, other Vaishnavas. This is a service, it is not a, um, what is that? It's not a rank. It is a service, it is is an opportunity we have gotten. It is not something, you know, we we are fortunate to be able to speak about Krishna, that's it. And if you are proud, that can be taken uh, taken away from us at any time. Hmm. So actually, the Sanskrit for that is uh, it is said here. Kritasya aparikirtanam, kritasya aparikirtanam. Where did this go? Sikritasa Aparikirtanam. One's devotional activities, Kritasya Aparikirtanam, not advertising. So, going back. So, instead, he endeavors more and more to render service to the Lord. Um, even though he is serving a lot, he will still want to serve even more, even more. The Prakrita Sahajiyas sometimes criticize pure devotees. This is important. Huh? The Prakrita Sahajiyas sometimes criticize pure devotees by calling them philosophers. I hope that is even more clear. 
criticize pure devotees by calling them philosophers, learned scholars, knowers of the truth or minute observers but not devotees. How can it be called criticizing when they are called learned scholars or knowers of the truth or philosophers? This is the thing. Prakrita Sahaji has actually that example I gave I think yesterday of this person called Gaurahari who is going on the internet with all these devotional symptoms and you know fake fake devotee, fake devotion. People like, actually his followers also say the same thing. That you all are quoting shlokas, you are all, you know, yeah, maybe you, are, you, are, you, have, you all have knowledge, but you don't have devotion. That devotion our, our this, this person has. You know, he was mentioning like that. So that, that bhava, that feelings of love, you know. You may have all the shastric knowledge, you know, you may have, maybe philosophically inclined, you may be knower of the truth, or maybe you are observing everything minute. Maybe you are intelligent, you know, you are, you are intelligent, but you don't have love of God. This is how they think. We have that love, you see, tears are coming out and everything. My throat is choking, I am fainting. These are all Prakrita Sahajiyas. Authorized devotees, they try to belittle the authorized devotees by saying that hey, you are all some, uh, you just, you are all in the Jnana platform. We are on the Bhakti platform. Uh, but actually, uh, Vaishnavair, Dekte Vaishnavair uh, Mata Ashala Shakta Kajar Bhela. Sahaja Bhajan Korchana Mamu Sangeloy Parer Bala. Uh, and uh, I think I think you understand that that the song that they will make a show of pure devotion but then they will think of who to have illicit sex with and then uh, one of our devotees he was also telling that Bengali another proverb is there they say Dine kore hari hari rate kore goru churi that means these people they in the morning, in the daytime, they, they sing Hari Hari, you know, big, big devotees. In the night, what they do? They go to other people. This is common in Bangladesh. That's why they have this proverb. They go to other people's uh, house and every house has a cow, especially in the village. So, they will take their cow and sell it. Sell it to who? For slaughter only. So, they don't even hesitate to do this kind of things. There are actually people like that. In the morning, they are professional singers. They are paid. Any, any function or anything... They pay them and they will chant and then after chanting and everything, all crying and everything, fainting, they go out and smoke bidi and then have some meat and then at night they sell the cow, they steal the cow and sell. Goru churi. Dine kore hari hari, rate kore goru churi. So, um, but they will say, oh you all are jnanis, you all are jnana platform, we are on the bhakti platform, we are higher. On the other hand, they depict themselves as the most advanced, transcendently blissful devotees, deeply absorbed in devotional service and mad to taste transcendental mellows. They also describe themselves as the most advanced devotees in spontaneous love, as knowers of transcendental mellows, as the topmost devotees in conjugal love of Krishna and so on. Not actually knowing the transcendental nature of love of God, they accept their material emotions to be indicative of advancement. In this way, they pollute the process of devotional service. To try to become writers of Vaishnava literature, they introduce their material conceptions of life into pure devotional service. They will sometimes write some books also, as if they have already attained. And then they put their material conceptions of life into pure devotional service. That's why writing about Krishna, these are all very sacred things. We cannot um, do it without advancement. So... Because of their material conceptions, they advertise themselves as knowers of transcendental mellows, but they do not understand the transcendental nature of devotional service. So, we have a 
pretty much reached the end of today's session. This is the fourth verse. This we can actually expand so much. So I think uh, we will stop with this third verse itself. Tomorrow we will come and revisit this fourth verse. Mm -hmm. So today only one verse. So because this is the most important verse, the the third. Trinada pisunichena tarora pisahishnuna amanena manadena kirtaniya sadahari. So, any questions or comments on this topic? I hope we have some questions. No questions. No questions today. Please explain the importance of Tulasi Jaladan. Well, it is not exactly the topic. So, in fact, I also don't know the full details of Tulasi Jaladan. Now it is uh, being celebrated. But uh, we will stick to this topic because we want to make it as much contextual. So, any questions relating to the class so that the understanding of it can be more uh, enhanced that will be welcome why this happens why what happens even if there is a problem there will be a solution I don't understand the question so he is asking tomorrow Bhagavad Gita class or Shikshashtakam I think we will continue with Shikshashtakam tomorrow until Shikshashtakam we go through the all, all the 8 verses of course uh, we have uh, some verses hmm, 329-23 so Vishwamba Prabhu has quoted so we will show that verse because it is relating to today's class an important verse hmm. 32923 So kindly bear with me because this um, software is a little slow. See, Dvishataha parakaye maam manino bhinna darshinah bhuteshu baddha vairasya na manah shantim richhati. One who offers me respect but is envious of the bodies of others and is therefore a separatist never attains peace of mind because of his inimical behavior towards other living entities. See, although you may offer respect to Krishna, but you, if you have no respect for devotees, then Krishna is also not satisfied and because of that we also won't get peace. Uh, 
somebody is asking how muslim were originated guru anyway there is another topic basically other many religions religious forms are there they all come because of according to time place and circumstance krishna sends a particular messenger to elevate them to devotional life so i would appreciate questions based on the today's topic not other questions because we don't want to get distracted from the subject okay so what else any other questions hmm this is actually i wanted to say but uh, i do not know where this verse was um urdhavah kari so this if you go i think this is about the trinadapi sunichana i think 1732 if you go there if you go to adi 1732 just can't help the software is i can't work the software i want to take out a verse it doesn't come out kindly bear with me for a while ah oh, finally <laughs> so So here in Adilila also this this uh, verse is there. Trinadapi suni chena taror api. Here it is said api. There it is said taroriva. So Trinadapi suni chena taror api sahishuna amanina manadena kirtaniya sadahari. The same verse. And next verse it is said Urdhvaho kori kaho shuna sarvalok nama sutre ganthi par kanthe eshlok. actually i knew this was existing but i did not know it it was this verse that this trinadapi should be worn by the devotees on the neck you know translation raising my hands i declare everyone please hear me string this verse on the thread of the holy name and wear it on your neck for continuous remembrance see this verse this trinadapi sunichana yeah, has to be worn on the neck as if like a kanthimala that means in other words we have to always remember this verse not only in the morning when we chant even morning also i see devotees still looking at the book i this should not be the way not only it should be in your in the memory but all the time we should always contemplate on this verse trinadapisani chena tarorapisaishuna and in the purport if you see when chanting the hari krishna mahamantra in the beginning one may commit many offenses which are called nama bhas and nama prad In this stage, there is no possibility of achieving perfect love of Krishna by chanting the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. 
Therefore, one must chant the Hare Krishna <coughs> Mahamantra according to the principles of the above verse. Trinadapisani Chena Tarorapisahishnuna. One should note in this connection that chanting involves the activities of the upper and lower lips as well as the tongue. Chanting means upper and lower lips must move and the tongue. Not like. Not like this. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Our, our tongue and upper and lower lips. You see how Prabhupada has mentioned. <laughs> Why did he say this? Why upper and lower lips? Why he has to mention like that? <coughs> because that means we have to chant it audibly. Not in the mind, in the quietly. No, we have to chant it audibly. Enough for us to hear. All three must be engaged in chanting the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. The word Hare Krishna should be very distinctly pronounced and heard. Sometimes one mechanically produces a hissing sound instead of chanting <laughs> with the proper pronunciation with the help of the lips and tongue. See, sometimes one mechanically produces a hissing sound instead of chanting with the proper pronunciation and with the help of the lips and tongue. You see? Some, uh, what, what is that? Shish, 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 something like this, you know. Some hissing sound. So, it should be properly chanted with proper pronunciation. Chanting is very simple, but one must practice it seriously. And sometimes also devotees, they skip a few words. You know, some, some Hare Krishna will be missing or Hare Krishna, Ram Ram, Hare Krishna, Ram Ram, Hare Krishna, Ram Ram, Hare Krishna, Ram Ram, Ram Ram. What is, what are you chanting? You know, there are no words not properly pronounced, you know, words missing, you know. Sometimes I also saw somebody, Krishna, Ram Ram, Ram Ram, Krishna, Ram Ram, Ram Ram, Ram What is that? I want to finish this round so quickly. And, and also, the time, timing of rounds. Prabhupada said a good healthy round will be between 5 to 7 minutes long. If it is too fast, if it is 4 minutes, anything less than 5 minutes, actually 5 minutes itself is very fast. So, anything less than 5 minutes is considered something is seriously wrong there. Something is wrong. Some words are skipped, something like that. So, we should be conscious of that. We cannot skip words during chanting the Mahamantra. Uh, uh, sometimes you don't realize. You say, no, I'm chanting, okay. I'm, I'm chanting nicely only. You don't even realize. That's why it is said, you can you can put your phone, record your chanting. And, of course, because the recording was on, you will be more careful. But let it run for a while. And let you go one round, two round, three rounds. Then you hear. Then you stop the recording. Because after some time, you will forget that. Because your mind wanders again. Then you check, check back how it sounds. Does it sound like the Hare Krishna Mahamantra or some new mantra? You know, <laughs> invented my own mantra. So, so this is very important for devotees to, you know, lock it down and, you know, really get it right. So, we cannot chant just, you know, and devotees actually, because they are so used to it, they don't realize all these mistakes. Mm. They think they are okay. It's not okay. Anything less than five minutes is confirmed something is wrong with that chanting. Confirmed. It is just it's legislated. Something is seriously wrong with that chanting. And something more than seven minutes, eight minutes means, Prabhupada said, it's distracted. One is getting distracted by this and that. That's why the chanting is slow. So, we have to chant with concentration and just focus on the chanting and pronounce properly. And all the words must be distinctly, distinctly pronounced, Prabhupada said. 
Therefore, the author of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami, advises everyone to keep this verse always strung about his neck. So, this Trinadapi Sunichena. And if some devotees correct us, no, this is not correct, you know, you should chant properly. You should, become, you should not become angry with the devotee. You should, you should introspect, oh, if I am chanting all the time wrong mantra, then where I will get perfection in my spiritual life? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave one mantra and I am chanting another mantra. So, I have to chant properly. Hmm. So, these are the things. Of course, there can be many, very, many, many verses to expand these topics. But, you know, we don't have so much time. Question. Sometimes one devotee disrespects or insults another devotee. As a devotee, we should say this to that devotee? Means what? I don't quite understand actually the question. Yeah. One devotee disrespects or insults another devotee. As a devotee, we should say this to the devotee. <laughs> Ambiguous question. So, anyway, yeah, it, the devotee should be corrected by other devotees. What else? Of course, Vishwam Prabhu has... Uh, yes, this is actually what I am looking for. 329.24 So, in the 329.23, it is said that Hopefully, this will come all right because it's this software doesn't behave properly. See, it doesn't behave properly. 329.24. Hmm, okay, fine. Okay, 329.24 is here. Aham Uchavachair Dravyai. Kriyayot Pannayanaghe Naivatu Sher Chitor Chayam Bhuta Gramavamanina So Lord Kapila, who is Krishna's incarnation, he is telling, he is instructing his mother. So means he is instructing all of us. My dear mother, even if he worships with proper rituals and paraphernalia, a person who is ignorant of my presence in all living entities. Never pleases me by the worship of my deities in the temple. This is what I wanted to actually show. So, a person who is ignorant of my presence in all living entities, 
we may you know do deity worship and everything but if you are not if you are not you know uh, conscious of krishna's presence everywhere and therefore we envy others then such worship of uh, deity never pleases the lord this is exactly actually the third class devotee therefore we should not remain a third class devotee although we should consider ourselves a third class devotee always uh, uh, uttamadikari will consider his himself always third class and we should always consider ourselves third class also but we should not prabhu i am third class devotee prabhu i am humble so i will remain a third class devotee and a rascal all the time no we should advance ourselves and the same time thinking that i am third class devotee i am i should advance um, so this is very important so how to make our mind to concentrate on mahamantra without wandering wandering or wandering i think he meant wandering so there is a verse where is it going in the Sixth chapter, twenty-sixth verse of Bhagavad Gita. Oh, this time it came correctly. So this is <coughs> chapter six, text twenty-six of Bhagavad Gita. Yato yato nishchalati manas chanchalam asthiram tatastato niyam yaitad atman yeva vasham nayet. translation from wherever the mind wanders due to its flickering and unsteady nature one must certainly withdraw it and bring it back under the control of the self <coughs> so this is the way to control because now it is totally uncontrolled our mind so while chanting the mind will go a million places so again we remember oh come back come back to hearing come back to hearing so the only thing is we always force back our mind to come back hearing and again within few seconds 2 seconds 3 seconds it will go again another place another idea another thought another plan it will go and then again we will bring no hari krishna hari krishna chant here so that is the whole that is the yoga process that is the meditation the whole process of the meditation is to bring it back wherever the mind wanders bring it back okay you have gone there fine nice come back so here here again here again so like this proper said by constant practice like this one day the time will come when the mind will not go away from the chanting at all uh, that means one is, has attained a very very high stage of chanting so proper said to chant good rounds takes at least 20 years of daily practice in the temple with temple devotees 20 years of course he said in another times you know one second one moment is enough provided we are that much surrendered but generally speaking it does not happen like that unless one is very extraordinarily uh, extraordinary recipient of krishna's mercy usually generally we have to practice very hard and at least 20 years to chant good rounds 
సో ఇట్ ఇస్ నాట్ ప్రభు ఐఎమ్ ఆల్రెడీ చాంటింగ్ ఫర్ ట్వంటీ ఇయర్స్ ప్రభు వాట్ హెపన్ సో హౌ మచ్ హ్యావ్ వీ బీన్ కేర్ఫుల్ ఇన్ అవాయిడింగ్ ది ఒఫెన్సెస్ నాట్ ఓన్లీ నామ్ అపరాధ్ వైష్ణవ్ అపరాధ్ ధామ్ అపరాధ్ సేవా అపరాధ్ నెక్ట్ ఆఫ్ డివోషన్ దట్స్ వై డివోటీస్ షుడ్ నో నెక్ట్ ఆఫ్ ఇన్స్ట్రక్షన్ నెక్ట్ ఆఫ్ డివోషన్ లైక్ ఇన్ అండ్ అవుట్ దిస్ ఇస్ ద రీజన్ వై వీ షుడ్ నో వాట్ ఆర్ ది ఒఫెన్సెస్ వీ ఫీ డోంట్ ఈవెన్ నో వాట్ ది ఒఫెన్సెస్ ఆర్ దట్ వీ హ్యావ్ టు అవాయిడ్ దెన్ హౌ విల్ బీ అవాయిడ్ దెమ్ సో వీ హ్యావ్ టు నో వాట్ ది ఒఫెన్సెస్ ఆర్ అండ్ ఆల్ దీస్ థింగ్స్ వీ హ్యావ్ టు బీ అండ్ ఎస్పెషలీ ద టెన్ ఒఫెన్సెస్ అగేన్స్ట్ ద హోలీ నేమ్ వీ హ్యావ్ టు వీఆర్ చాంటింగ్ ఎవ్రీ డే ఎవ్రీ డే వీఆర్ చాంటింగ్ ఆఫ్టర్ చాంటింగ్ వీఆర్ ఫైటింగ్ విత్ డివోటీస్ ఫినిష్డ్ ఓకే టెన్ ఒఫెన్సెస్ ఫినిష్ వన్ సకల్ పదహారు పర్సెంట్ ఏ వైడ్ డూ సే లైక్ దిస్ వైడ్ డూ ఫైటింగ్ స్టార్ట్ వాట్ ఈస్ ద పాయింట్ సో బికాస్ వై ప్యారట్ లైక్ మెకానికల్ చాంటింగ్ నో నో ఇన్వాల్వ్మెంట్ ఆఫ్ ద బ్రెయిన్ బ్రెయిన్ ఈస్ స్లీపింగ్ స్టిల్ సో వీ షుడ్ ఇన్వాల్వ్ మై అర్పిత మనోబుద్ధియర్ విత్ మైండ్ సో అండ్ వీ మెన్ వీ వెన్ వీ చాంట్ అట్ ఎవ్రీ టైమ్ బ్రింగ్ ఇట్ బ్యాక్ బ్రింగ్ ఇట్ బ్యాక్ యూనో దట్స్ ఓన్లీ వే అండ్ సమ్టైమ్స్ అవర్ చాంటింగ్ ఇస్ డిస్టర్బ్ మేబి వీ షుడ్ వీ షుడ్ ఆల్సో కాంటెంప్లేట్ మేబీ ఐ హఫెండెడ్ సమ్ డివోటీ ఆర్ సమ్థింగ్ అన్ఇంటెన్షనలీ మేబీ దట్ డివోటీ డి నాట్ ఈవెన్ ఎక్స్ప్రెస్ టు మీ దట్ హీ ఈస్ ఒఫెండెడ్ మేబీ హీ జస్ట్ కెప్ట్ ఇట్ టు హిమ్సెల్ఫ్ సో అన్ఇంటెన్షనలీ ఆర్ ఇంటెన్షనలీ వీ మే ఒఫెండ్ డివోటీస్ ఆర్ వీ మే డూ సమ్ సేవా అపరాధ్ ఆర్ సమ్ ధామ్ అపరాధ్ సమ్ సమ్థింగ్ వీ హ్యావ్ డన్ మేబీ హెవ్ సమ్ సెడ్ సమ్థింగ్ రాంగ్ టు డివోటీ బట్ మేబీ హీ డి నాట్ టెల్ మీ దట్ ఇట్ హర్ట్ హిమ్ సో ఈ ద వే వీ షుడ్ ఆల్వేస్ బౌడాన్ ఈవెన్ మెంటలీ ఈవెన్ ఇఫ్ ఐఎమ్ నాట్ ఇఫ్ ఐ డోంట్ నో హూమ్ ఐఎమ్ ఒఫెండెడ్ అట్లీస్ట్ మెంటలీ ఐ హ్యావ్ టు పే మై ఒబెసెన్స్ అండ్ బీ కేర్ఫుల్ నెక్స్ట్ టైమ్ వెన్ ఐఎమ్ స్పీకింగ్ సమ్థింగ్ వెదర్ ఐఎమ్ కాజింగ్ ఇట్ కాజింగ్ అదర్ డివోటీ టు బీ హర్ట్ ఆర్ నాట్ సమ్టైమ్స్ ఐ విల్ సే సమ్థింగ్ టు హర్ట్ ద అదర్ పర్సన్ ఆర్ నాట్ ఈవెన్ ఇంటెండింగ్ టు హర్ట్ ద అదర్ పర్సన్ బట్ ద అదర్ పర్సన్ ఈస్ హర్ట్ సో ద పర్ఫెక్ట్ ఎగ్జాంపుల్ ఇస్ దట్ రూప గోస్వామి స్టోరీ వెన్ హీ వాజ్ స్మైలింగ్ బికాస్ హీస్ ఐస్ వర్ క్లోజ్డ్ అండ్ హీ వాజ్ స్మైలింగ్ బికాస్ హీ వాజ్ థింకింగ్ ఆఫ్ యూనో హీ వాజ్ మెడిటేటింగ్ ఆన్ హీ వాజ్ మెడిటేటింగ్ ఆన్ రాధాకృష్ణ లీలా సో హీ వాజ్ స్మైలింగ్ ఇన్ దట్ ఇన్ దట్ ఎక్స్టాటిక్ ఫీలింగ్ అండ్ వన్ బ్రాహ్మణ వాజ్ పాసింగ్ బై హీ వాజ్ పాసింగ్ బై అండ్ హీ హ్యాడ్ పోలియో సో హీ వాజ్ వాకింగ్ ఇన్ అ క్రికెట్ వే నాట్ స్ట్రేట్ సో దట్ దట్ బ్రాహ్మణ లుక్ డెట్ రూప గోస్వామి స్మైలింగ్ దెన్ హీ థాట్ Oh, he's smiling at me. You'll see, I'm deformed like this. So, that's why he's smiling at me. What kind of uh, devotee is he? And Rupa Goswami is a Nitya Siddha coming down from Golok Vrindavan. And this ordinary Brahmana is from this universe, from this material world who is, you know, how can Rupa Goswami offend this person? And anyway, Rupa Goswami did not offend that person also. Then what happened? Immediately, Rupa Goswami's ecstasy came down. that feeling that nice ecstatic feeling came down he was no more feeling that ecstasy again then he felt very disturbed what happened what happened then he asked his brother agraja his elder brother sanatan goswami you know this happened you know i was you know just meditating on radha krishna leela and suddenly thing uh, snapped and i i the ecstasy was no more flowing something i feel disturbed in my mind i don't know why i don't know what i did i don't know why this happening so this is the same thing of course we are not meditating on radha krishna we are not on that level but sometimes we are enthusiastic about devotion service sometimes we are like lethargic sometimes we don't have the same enthusiasm or sometimes we are depressed or something like that we don't feel like doing it so when that comes that or when i'm chanting it's just like i'm very disturbed i'm not even able to 
hear what I am saying and the mind is racing a million directions. That means immediately I must understand I have committed some offence or I have eaten, some, eaten something which is not prasadam or something. I should always think like this. Not think, it, it is the reason. I should only think what is the, I should diagnose what I did, what I did, did I maybe hurt someone. So, uh, the same thing. So, Rupa Goswami was asked by Sanatana Goswami, Oh, you must have offended someone. That's why your ecstasy went down. Okay, there is one way. We can find out who is that. You prepare a nice feast and invite all the Vaishnavas and Brahmins from in, in Vrindavan because they were in Vrindavan. So you invite all the Vaishnavas and Brahmins, and then the one who doesn't accept your invitation, ah, you will know that that is the person who was offended because he has not come to your taken your invitation. So he arranged a big feast, prasadam feast, and he invited everybody: Brahman bhojan, Vaishnav bhojan. So, he invited everyone, but this Brahman did not come, this crooked Brahman. So, then uh, Rupa Goswami went to that person. What he did? He did not go there and say, My dear Brahmanji, I think you are thinking that I offended you. Actually, I did not offend you. I I was meditating on Radha Krishna. If you are thinking that I, I, I offended you, then that is your problem. You know, he did not talk like this. What he did? He went there, fell flat. I am very sorry, I have offended you. So, even it was totally unintentional, he did not even know that the Brahmana was there. He did not even know who he offended. But, he just fell flat. I am sorry. So, this is Vaishnava. So, this is called Trinadapisunichena, Tarorapisahishnana, Amanena Manadena, Kirtaniya Sadahari. So, we should take these examples. These are not only for class. Prabhu, nice class Prabhu. And I will fight with another devotee next. After class finish, I will fight devotee. So, no, I have to take all these things and always put in my mind every time why Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur said beat your mind with a slipper 100 times in the morning and beat your mind with a broomstick 100 times in the night what does that beating mean? that means I have to always tell my mind hey idiot, stupid you don't think you are a big time devotee you are a nonsense rascal that's why there is a nice song by Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur Dushtaman tumi kiser Vaishnav pratishthar tare nirjaner ghare he is chastising his own mind. He, is, he said, beat your mind hundred times in the morning and evening. But he is also telling how to beat the mind. There is a nice song, beating the mind song. So he said, hey, dushtaman. Hey, you um, uh, wicked mind. Tumi kiser Vaishnav. What kind of Vaishnav you are? Uh, you are thinking you are big Vaishnav? Pratishthar uh, Simply for adoration, receiving some respect from others, you are making a show of devotion. Pratishthartare nirjaner ghare. Oh, just a solitary worship. I am a big devotee. I am always chanting Hare Krishna. I am doing service. I'm just, uh, to show off, is it? What kind of Vaishnav you are? Pratishthartare nirjaner ghare. Tava harinam keval kaitav. Your whole chanting is full of cheating only. You are you're not chanting, you are cheating. You are a cheat. So, he, that's just the first verse. <laughs> this is the beating. So, this is not. No, Prabhu, I am not, no, I am properly chanting. That means we are, we are simply listening to our mind. We have to beat our mind. We have to say, no, you are not Vaishnav, you are a nonsense. You are Vaishnav, then why all these millions of lives you have turned away from Krishna? Now only, that too because of devotee's mercy, you have come to Krishna. And now you are thinking you are a big devotee. Just because some two, three years, four years chanting. Now you are Param Vaishnav. This is how we have to beat our mind. 
whereas material motivational speakers will say no 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 don't beat yourself too hard don't be too harsh on yourself here we have to be extremely harsh that is the whole thing vaishnava that's why prabhupada says strict with oneself lenient with others um, uh, this is called beating the mind we have to beat our mind because our mind is not our friend our mind is not our friend uh, we think that this devotee is not our my friend that devotee oh, he will talk harshly he will say all you know bad things you know he is envious of me you know no 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 our mind our mind is our enemy our mind is our most serious enemy and because why it is our enemy no prabhu my mind is friend only no no because of this mind for millions and millions and millions of lifetimes we stayed in this material world why because of our mind our mind is thinking of material things and whatever we think what is it said in bhagavad gita yam yam vapi smaran bhavam tyajatyante kalivaram tam tam evaiti kaunteya sadatat bhava bhavata whatever you are thinking at the time of death that you will become in your next life what with what we think with our mind only and that mind has cheated us for millions of lifetimes still we want to pay place our confidence in the mind what kind of fool we are therefore we have to chastise the mind no you are a rascal you are a rascal number 1 that is what we have to tell ourselves and this is called beating and not just once not just oh you are a rascal but actually you are good you know no 100 <laughs> times morning 100 times in the night every single day of our life this is that's how we can bring our mind under control there is no pampering the mind don't pamper we cannot pamper our mind and then only trinadapisunichana tarorapisashana all this can happen otherwise we cannot we cannot experience these things so i think we will stop here i don't know if there are any other questions is there any chance to develop pure bhakti in a fake devotee when compared to non devotee um so is there any chance to develop pure bhakti in a fake devotee when compared to non devotee so yeah prabhupad said actually bhaktisiddhan saraswatakur he quoted that um in the so if if that fake devotee who is making all this uh, show of devotion if he somehow takes to the association of a uh, pure devotee and takes his guidance and does devotional service properly then there is hope otherwise he is a hopeless case for spiritual realization i think we have read that yesterday also um in the canto 2 chapter 3 text 24 of uh, shrimad bhagavatam um failing to conquer this irab this is the verse also this is see 11 23 48 vishambar prabhu has quoted failing to conquer this irrepressible enemy the mind whose urges are intolerable and who torments the heart many people are completely bewildered and create useless quarrel with others thus they conclude that other people are either their friends their enemies or parties indifferent to them they think oh this is my friend this is my enemy this is a neutral party all because of why because of a irrepressible enemy the mind we think that you know we create enmity we create useless quarrel with others unnecessarily quarreling why because mind is not control the mind is not being beaten every day the mind is being pampered that is the problem that's why we are not humble hmm. all right i think um, we will stop here
दिस इज द वर्स दट भक्ति सिद्धांत सरस्वती ठाकुर दुष्ट मन इनफैक्ट के के सॉन्ग्स डॉट ओ आर जी हैज आई थिंक द होल सॉन्ग माई डियर माइंड वॉट काइंड ऑफ डिवोटी आर यू सिंपली फॉर चीप एडोरेशन यू सीट इन अ सॉलिटरी प्लेस एंड प्रिटेंड टू चैंड प्रिटेंड टू चैंड यू आर नॉट चैंडिंग यू आर प्रिटेंडिंग टू चैंड बिकॉज वाई द माइंड इज गोइंग अ मिलियन डायरेक्शन वेर इज अ चैंडिंग वेर इज अ चैंडिंग सो माइंड इज गोइंग मिलियन डायरेक्शन सो हाउ टू बिकम हम्बल फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल अंडरस्टैंड आई एम एन इडियट फर्स्ट आई एम एन स्टूपिड फेलो आई एम कंप्लीटली नॉन सेंस दैट इज हाउ यू बिकम हम्बल टू अंडरस्टैंड दैट फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल आई एम नॉन सेंस वॉट आई एम ट्राइंग टू फाइंड फॉल्स विद अदर्स आई हैव मिलियन फॉल्स हियर इफ आई रियली वॉन्ट टू फाइंड फॉल्स एवरी फॉल्ट इज हियर सो लेट्स फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल लुक एट दिस लेट्स करेक्ट दिस थिंग्स प्रोपर से डोंट लुक एट फॉर इनफैक्ट भक्ति दान सरस्वती ठाकुर डोंट प्राई ऑन अदर्स फॉल्ट लुक एट योर ओन फॉल्ट फर्स्ट अदर या मे बी दिज फॉल्टी बाय वॉट अबाउट मी वॉट अबाउट मी who am i to even point out others faults this is how we have to think so all right we will stop here thank you very much for joining and we will meet again tomorrow so instead of a regular bhagavad gita class we will have the continuation of shikshashtaka the next we are continuing from the fourth verse jay shri chaitanya mahaprabhu ki shri shikshashtaka ki shrila prabhupad ki jay अनंत कोटि वैष्णव वृंद की जय निताय गौर प्रेमानंदे हरि हरि बोल